that. Because we're in a fight. Even if he will always do that. Because we're in a fight. Even as a Christian, he longs to make you feel guilty. And there's a difference between feeling guilty and being convicted. So, let me just say this. Because we've got to have a little bit of a balanced view on this, okay? Sometimes I think we can say as people, or maybe even as God's people, that the devil made me do it. That is not always the case. Because the flip side of that is that yes, he's real, he's active, and we can't say either that he doesn't exist. The Bible's pretty clear on that, that he's a person. He seems to want to twist and weave his way in to destroy lives. So we cannot blame everything on him. But what we do need to do is to take every thought captive in Jesus' name. And that is really, really important. Because if you don't, and if we don't, and if I don't, he will tear us apart. And it doesn't matter how young or old we are. He will tear us apart. He wants to tear us apart since we have a knowledge of him. And the fact that he saved you by grace, each one by grace, if you believe in him and if you trust in him. If you can allow him into here, into your mind, then he will dictate a lot of what's going on in there. Or maybe we're a little bit naive enough to think or let our guard down and downplay the works of the enemy. Then he will steal your joy, he will steal your happiness in him. The one who looks to deceive and devour. He will never stop. He will take you places where you don't want to go. He will do things you never thought possible. He will never stop. When you think that he's had enough, he doesn't work that way. So protect your mind. Get your helmets on, guys. Remember that, your helmet of salvation. Fill your mind with good things. As it says in Philippians 4 verse 8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, focus on what's true and what's good. What is noble, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about these things. Protect your mind so that you can once again wear the helmet of salvation. So, that's a little bit about that. What about the breastplate of righteousness? Can you take that off for me? Is that alright? Just about. You might have to let go of your shield. Or your sword. These, I guess, your, your breastplate of righteousness protects, protects your heart, right? Vital organs. Um, you think he's worried about... Do you think... I'm just going to ask you this question. Do you think that the enemy is worried about a half-hearted, half-armored Christian? No. Um, and so, it's, uh, Anya's starting to look a little bit less protected, isn't she? Yeah? She doesn't see much of a threat as, she wa as what she was before. With a helmet and a breastplate of righteousness. He's concerned and targets those who eagerly await and who eagerly want and who eagerly desire such armour. 
because it's vital. If you don't think you're in a spiritual battle, then maybe you need to think again and maybe you need to go back to God's word because this is what he's saying this morning. That we're all in a battle. We're all in a battle. So, can you appreciate you're in one? Or are you a little bit lukewarm? In Luke 8, 11 to 12, it says that the seed is the word of God and the devil comes and takes the word out of their hearts. So protect your hearts. Protect your vital organs. Satan rejoices when we're inconsistent because he knows that a consistent Christian is an effective is, is a a consistent Christian is an effective Christian. An, in, an inconsistent Christian is an ineffective Christian. How many scars do you carry? How many scars do you have? See, sometimes those scars are self-inflicted. Some, I'm talking kind of spiritual scars and, and mental scars because we have forgotten our breastplate of righteousness. That we are right before God. And actually, the enemy wants to take full advantage of that if we haven't got it on. He wants to twist God's truth. So he makes us think otherwise and that's why we've got to protect our minds again. He wants to lead your heart astray. He wants to take you away from God. And so that is a little bit about the breastplate of, of, of righteousness. Then what happens when you lose your shield? Effective or non-effective? Yeah? You see the idea? The shield of faith, your faith, maybe your faith has taken so many hits Maybe your faith is just, it's, it's strong and you're doing really well. Keep going, keep carrying your shield of faith because in those times, the shield, it almost covered the whole of your body. Well, the Romans had anyway. It covered the whole of your body. And it was, it was, it was heavy and sturdy and strong. But if your shield drops, maybe your shield has dropped, your shield of faith, this morning maybe you've, kind of let it drop a, a, fair, a fair way, far too much because you're burdened by a lot of things and you're not actually practicing or living out your faith. And maybe you need to get back on that post where, you once, where you've once abandoned it, actually. You need to get back to the post where God has called you to be and you need to pick up your shield of faith once again. So yes, the faith, the shield into it is really, really important. Yeah? Really important. As everything is in the armor of God. So, the battle for your mind, the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness, the battle against sin, the battle against the enemy, the battle against addiction, the, ba the battle against bullying at school, the battle against injustice are still going on. So make no mistake, the, these fiery darts, do you remember what it talks about here? The fiery darts that keep coming, you need to hold up your shield of faith because if you don't, you're going to get burned and you're gonna, it's going to hurt because the enemy wants to get at you and get at us and get at me. So where your, your faith, your shield of faith has dropped, you need to lift it back up 
and pick it up again because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Your shield is no small thing, as I'm sure you're aware. It's a key part as, as, it, as everything is. So, what left, what left, what, what have we got left? We didn't have the, the sandals, I'm sorry about that. Are you walking in peace? Have you got a firm grip? You know the sandals, we, won't t- we can't take the sandals off in that sense because Anya hasn't got any on. There's something about the sandals. You see, the sandals were quite, an imp- people kind of forget about the sandals sometimes. But in those days, in the sandals had big grooves in them underneath. And the reason for that, and they were quite heavy, was that to stand and stand their ground. And they had a firm grip when it came to going into battle. And how odd would it look, how odd would it look if the soldier went into battle and they were all ready, but they had nothing on their feet. It would look so odd, so bare, as they went through um, into battle and they would step on debris and sharp things and they would always be concerned about their feet. They would be concerned about where their feet were going. And where they were putting it, the next step. So to have something that is steadfast and sure and certain when you put your foot and ready to stand firm. No matter what comes, that's a good place to be. And that actually gives you peace. It gives you his peace. So, but a shoeless soldier... In fact, Andy, you take your shoes off, because that's going to look... Yeah, take your shoes off. Is that all right? It's going to look a little bit odd. So when a a soldier runs into trouble, into the heat of battle, he's going to encounter lots of different things and twigs and more on that, objects, and like we said before, their mind will be more on that than maybe the battle. So as a soldier does... It's good, the the sandals of peace. What does that mean? Are you ready to go and take the news, firstly, of the gospel of peace to those who you don't know? And that might, but your battleground might look very different to other people's. Um, But you need to know that to have the gospel of peace, the readiness of peace, the sandals of peace, they're just as important as any other part. And that will look, as I said, different in all our lives. You will go and share these, this good news with people. Um, but guys, can I just say this? If you look for an excuse, you will always find one. If you look for an excuse, you will always find one. And sometimes I think, and kids and, and young people as well, we, are, we make a lot of excuses, don't we? Sometimes to parents and things like that, and teachers. Adults, I'm sure you know, you make a lot of excuses. I make a lot of excuses. And I wonder on that day, when we stand before him, there'll be no more excuses. So it's good to have the readiness to go and share and be light. To be that soldier to others. So yes, we need to find peace and know his peace and take his peace and show his peace and live out his peace. So, what have we got left? The belt of truth. 
which holds this whole it holds the whole armor together in lots of ways. You want to take your belt off. Doing really well, Anya. Thanks so much. You undo your belt, and the rest of it kind of falls apart. What holds the armor together is the belt of truth. Make sure that's secure. Stand firm on, on in the truth. It's the truth that will set you free. And you lose the belt, as we say, the rest of the armor kind of falls apart. Don't compromise on God's word. Don't listen to the lies and the schemes of the enemy. Stand firm on it. His word will stand and does stand forever. And it is trustworthy and true. He is trustworthy and true. Therefore, his word is trustworthy and true. So, ineffective, effective. See what I mean? As time, as we've taken bits off, I know we'll come on to that in a second, but the sword of the spirit, the offensive weapon, the offensive weapon, everything else defensive, this is the offensive part. It's the word of God, but here's a bit of a challenge for us. So powerful. It's his word. It's God breathed. And, um, but is your sword sitting on a shelf at home? Is it dusty? Is it more of an ornament than anything else? Because if it is, then you're going to have a real job fighting. You see, the sword... We need to know, and we need to know God's word. Because if you leave your sword at home, I, w- I remember once someone once saying, he said, I don't know how anybody in this world can go around without a sword. You see, we need the sword. We need it all. Full armor. But uh, I wonder if your sword is well looked after. It's well used. It's well cared for. Because it's so precious and such a powerful weapon that not even Satan, the enemy, can stand against it. Or is it that you just don't know how to use it? But use it because you are in Christ. His word which is sharper than any double-edged sword. Use it because if you're in Christ, he has no power, the enemy has no power over you. And not only that, yes, he's alive, he's kicking, the devil's doing lots of different things and trying to twist lots of different things and he's ruining lots of people's lives. But if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. And so, I guess, it's not our power, it's his power. It's his truth. It's his anthem. It's his word. There's no greater name, there's no stronger name than Jesus. It's God breathed. His love and his grace is a battle cry. His grace and mercy um, over fear and everything like that. So shout out and live out your truth. What is the truth? Belt of truth. It's God's word. You stand on it every day. So it's a daily thing to pick up our armor. Be assured you stand in him. So if we lost that, as well, what hope is there? Why is it so important? Why is it so key? You can go sit down. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Go for your shoes. 
your sandals of peace. Be assured, folks, that you have a victory cry. Um, children, you have a victory cry. If you're in Jesus, and if you know Jesus, and you know him in your heart, then he calls us all to put on the full armor every day. And that's really difficult sometimes. It's really hard. But if we get one part of it, the enemy knows about it and he will target that area. So, if you, we stand in Christ, we stand in Christ and he has left us the most magnificent armor, saved us by grace and he's not only done that but he's left us with the most magnificent of all armor to put on. So if you're six years old today or if you're 65 the armor is still for you and the armor is for us all and we are called to put it on every day. There's many a scenario that we could go through that maybe looks different for you or different for, the, for you guys at the front or at school and things like that. How can you put on your armor? How can you put on your armor? Make sure that you keep it on because to, to know that you're in a fight against an enemy who is out to destroy you and who's out to belittle you, and who's out to do not very nice things to you. Keep your relationship with Jesus healthy. We all have constant battles, I think. And we all have ongoing battles. How will your armor help? How will the armor of God help? And I just want to say something for you. It's quite a, a church, really. It's a bit of a, you would know, saying from Billy Graham, but it's a guy who maybe many of you would know, but this is what this man says. He said, Satan will create a religion without a redeemer. He will build a church without Christ, and he will call for worship without the word of God. May that not be the case at Sunbridge Road Mission, but that you will actually stand firm as one, contending as one. Children, young people, adults, elders, deacons, pastors, you contend as one and put on as a church the full armor of God. But you put on individually as well the full armor of God. And when one of you slips or where one of you falls, you pick them up. You do not let them fall by the wayside, young and old. If you know that someone is struggling and they have forgotten their helmet of salvation, it is your job to go and find them and to encourage them and uplift them and pray for them. Maybe, maybe, if we were to do a battle scene, save to be a soldier, as we looked at before from right at the beginning, you have your superheroes and people that save, and not, they cannot save everybody. Jesus saves. And now he calls us to put on his armor which he has designed, which he has done, which he has made. Individually for you, individually for me, in, for as a church. And that's so, so good. It's so, so cool, I think. Here's the last thing. If we can just move on, that would be great. Just to, with the slides, that would be super. So remember those things if we can. 
And the last slide is this. You must remember, you must remember, that may seem a little bit negative in some ways, but you must remember your victory cry. You have, the battle has been won. So as you come out um, beyond these walls and beyond these doors, and at school and at college, wear your armor and wear it proud. It's been given by him. Lastly, wherever you are on the battlefield, some of you may feel like you're on a front line, and the front line is quite a, a full-on place to be. If you're on the front line, then you desperately need to have your armor. Because on the front line, I'm sure as you look at Remembrance Sundays a little bit next week, people lost their lives and, and friends fell at each side. But really, really quickly, it's so important to have your full armor on. If you're in the trenches, as you prepare to go over the top, make sure you've got your full armor on. If you're in need of a medic, then that's okay. That's okay, and the church are here to support you. God is for you, he's not against you. And maybe sometimes, and maybe some of us here, and maybe children too, actually, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing to, to raise the white flag sometimes and say, I, I want to give everything to you again. I surrender everything again. And lastly, remember your victory cry in Jesus. Put on the full armor every day. Let's pray, shall we? Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the power of it, for the sword of the Spirit. Help us to put on the full armor of God every day. Help us not to leave one thing out. For children, for teenagers, for adults, help us to know that you saved us and live that out. We are in a real battle, sometimes a battle which can't always be seen. So it's so important that we listen to you and that we put on the things that you've given us and to remember who we are. We are not our own. We are of you. We belong to you. Help us not to leave any part of the armor out and to let the enemy have a foothold. But Lord, to extinguish the fiery darts to hold up our shield of faith, to remember the helmet of salvation, the sandals of peace, the belt of truth, and the breastplate of righteousness, and the sword of the Spirit, which is your word. Help us, we pray, this week, even just today, help us just to focus on today, that we might know you in everything that we do, and be ready for battle every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Shall we, uh, shall we stand?